Hello and welcome back to Make and Tain, the algae podcast breaking the stigma. So I'm very excited this week. I'm joined by Jess from the Algae Bubble. And I think a lot of people will be aware of Jess already in the community and the amazing work she's been doing. And I really just like resonated from a content from day one. She kind of set up the Algae Bubble over a year ago now during the lockdown. And it's just gone from strength to strength. And we did Instagram Live a few months back. And I don't know, we really got on well. And I thought it'd be great to actually kind of finally meet up in person and do the podcast together. And it was amazing to actually do a podcast with someone in person. I'm so used to doing a podcast over Zoom. So yeah, it was incredible to actually do a podcast in person. And this podcast, it was all on video as well. So it'll be available on YouTube from 12 a.m. So yeah, there'll be a link in the description and a link in my bio on Instagram if you do want to watch the video. And yeah, I think this podcast, it brings so much value. We kind of talk about from traveling obviously getting on a flight obviously she flew business class so how can she manage her allergies there obviously going to canada and meeting amanda from everyday allergen free but also her experience with a satellite kitchen and if you've not heard about the satellite kitchen honestly you need to tune in and make sure you listen from start to finish because honestly i was just blown away by what a satellite kitchen is and this episode is also going to be available on itunes and spotify and if you do get a spare minute to just write me a quick review on itunes honestly i really appreciate it i put so much time and effort into editing the video and editing the podcast so yeah if you do get a spare minute at the end of the podcast write me a review i appreciate it I'll grab yourself a cup of tea get yourself a biscuit let's get straight to the podcast hello and welcome to another episode of making tea and so i'm joined by allergy bubble who a lot of you guys would obviously know through instagram so yeah if you like to do a bit of an introduction to yourself jess so I'm Jess from um, Allergy Bubble. Um, I started my page about a year ago now in the pandemic. Um, and yeah, basically lots of travel tips, eating out, um, food recommendations. And um, yeah, I'm a bit of an oversharer. So how did the Allergy Bubble come about then? Because obviously I know we've done the Instagram story and we kind of touched upon it a little bit. What was kind of the reason starting um, the Allergy Bubble on Instagram? Yeah, it's a really good question. So for years, um, I mean, I've had allergies all my life, but I had um, my nut allergy sort of diagnosed when I was 15. And I'm just full of, if I say so myself, like knowledge and advice. And I'm always telling people um, about things and then just, yeah, kind of throughout the last sort of 10 years or so people have been like you should get do a blog or, or tell people about it and this is all really good advice and I was probably telling the wrong audience people that didn't really care and didn't have allergies so yeah that's kind of why I started it really you say it's like a confidence thing now do you feel like more confident now obviously you've had this idea since you're 15 you feel very confident now obviously speaking up about it and that kind of like was like well I'm confident now to kind of share that I've got this allergy I'm going to share it with other people online yeah I've definitely got more confident as I got older but um what I didn't expect from starting my account was that it would make me like uber confident to the point where um I don't know I don't really hold back now I I've completely lost caring about what people think and I'm, I'm really confident and I really enjoy advocating and it's become a very positive thing for me yeah, I was going to say for me, like, I think the massive thing was you just don't realize the reach you get, you know, when you kind of share your experience, like the effect it has on other people. Have you, I mean, I personally been like overwhelmed sometimes where you get mums reaching out to you or like teenagers and saying, oh my, oh my God, like this has made a massive difference. Did you kind of see that like the content you are producing is making a difference in the community? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I've said this to you before anyway, like when I first started my account, I had no idea that there were others. Yeah. <laughs> um, you felt and like then, the only one. Yeah, though, yeah. And like you were one of the first people that reached out to me and it, it was so lovely. And then, yeah, as the account's grown and I've been creating more content, like I, I don't mean this to sound cheesy, but 
if 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 I'm having like a bit of a bad day and then I get a DM from someone and they're asking for advice or they're saying that something's genuinely helped them it literally makes my day like it makes me feel so good and that's been a really rewarding aspect that I didn't expect or, or set out to achieve basically and we went for a coffee just before we got to the podcast because I know it it's a bit like overwhelmed to jump straight into podcasts and like first time we're meeting each other as well um and we're kind of saying obviously with the content like we don't really plan it do we it's just like in the moment or if something's happened or experiences happen usually for me it's like midnight <laughs> I kind of write my content just before I go to sleep so the next day I'm like right I, I want to talk about this how do you kind of go about kind of creating your content yeah I'm exactly the same like I don't plan anything I mean I sometimes I'll be out and about and I have an idea and I jot it down in my notes and then I'll sort of sit down and I'll spend like like a good like hour sometimes like hashing it out but it'll be because something's happened that prompts me to want to share something and it won't really be that like I want to talk about x y and z and um yeah it would just sort of be like whatever comes to mind and that that tends to always kind of resonate well with people as well when it works that way because I think it's very natural and genuine it feels more genuine doesn't it when it's like from the heart rather than just putting a piece out of content just for the sake of it kind of thing I was going to say so you recently come back from Canada and I really wanted to talk about this because obviously I come back from Croatia and obviously went on hold at a similar time with obviously COVID and everything I just wanted to kind of talk about how was your experience if we kind of go from obviously you were you for your business class how was that obviously was it because obviously business class sometimes do have nuts in the cabin like did you kind of make them aware before and how did you get on yeah that's yeah so this is kind of interesting for me really I mean I have flown long haul I'm, I'm half Canadian I've gone to Canada a lot I go to Florida a lot so you I've flown fi- you 50 yeah 50 percent English yeah 50%. yeah my oh, mum's amazing. Canadian yeah um and um so yeah and we've um I've had a house um, in Florida since I was little, so I'd often fly on my own out there, 10-hour flight. Um, so I'd kind of got that down to a, a T um, with flying, but I'd always flown economy. Yeah. Whereas this time, I think the pandemic and like not really doing much for the last couple of years, I was like, I'm going to treat myself. Yeah, We're going business yeah. class, you know. But I did have that fear of... Um, so I've, I put this on my account not long ago. Like so, someone said to me, um, or I think I heard of an experience from someone else where they said oh business class have to have to have their nuts oh no sorry it was a different airline said to me business class have to have their nuts we won't not serve american airlines because i remember i flew with american airlines and um they basically was like i was in comedy and they was like oh no there's no nuts in comedy but in business class it It might it was a separate part of the plane i don't know what happened in the end i don't know if they said we're we're not going to serve nuts all together on the flight but yeah, I had a bit of a bad experience. With yeah, Americans. and I think, and when when that was said to me, I think I I was flying economy, so I wasn't as worried. But it put this seed of doubt in my head, like, well, what if I ever want to fly business? Like, will they cater to me or will they cater to the masses? Which sometimes is what happens. But I flew British Airways, who are like just amazing. Like they actually make you feel special as opposed to being a nuisance. And it was the best experience ever um, in terms of flying with my allergies. Like they went above and beyond to make me feel safe. Did you eat on the flight then? Because with with airline food, I've always avoided it now. I and kind of eat just before I get on the flight or try and bring a sandwich on which I know is safe. Like how, how was that? Yeah, no, I never eat airline food. I mean, there's a whole thing that goes into it. Um, 
with flying for me but I mean a lot of research and planning like I mean I always alert them when um, I'm booking I tell them at the gate um, I tell them when I get on the the airline I kind of make everyone aware every step of the way and then with my food um, I have a freezer lunchbox that I've not actually seen in England I've always bought it in Florida and brought it home and you basically put it in the freezer the night before for um, you know I'd probably put it in for like 24 hours and then it keeps your food cold for 12 hours so I don't know what I'd do without that on a long haul flight because and I pack it with food like I've got sandwiches I've got pasta salad Are they okay snacks with you everything food through security then? yeah the, I've only had it once in uh, Miami where I was going home and he like opened uh, anyone with allergies will appreciate this he opened my foil sandwich and started like looking then um, I was like I'm not going to eat that now because he did have gloves yeah on. he had gloves on but then he'd been like going through everyone else's bag and it's like, like yeah, I'm not going to risk germs, it and, yeah. and also germs just yeah. kind of gross um, but yeah, so I'm completely self-sufficient when flying. So they, so they understand it. How would I, cause I've never done this before. I've always like try and grab a, a sandwich from, um, the airport, which is not always the best thing. You know what I mean? And it just caused me anxiety when I'm trying to find a ham sandwich, which makes sure it doesn't have any kind of like warning on there. So when you go through security, are they, you just mention it to them as, as you're going through that? You've I, got I don't even tell them. Um, oh, really? I, yeah it's fine now I used to get nervous um, and I bet other people listening might do as well with like EpiPens that they'd be funny about them but yeah. that I've never had an issue of that um, but no they're totally fine because it, it's freezer it's not a liquid it's frozen so I think yeah. that's why um, it's okay but I'm, I'm also um, so gluten free like as just well a, so. you just get it from Amazon then the, um, these freezer I don't know boxes. I mean I got it in Florida from like a department store yeah. but you might be able to I've never seen it's them called before. packet yeah. packet lunchbox but packet um lunchboxes, but yeah because yeah. I'm gluten free as well though I'm even more limited yeah um so that's why and and as you said like you know leaving it last minute at the airport is okay but then it's extra stress and anxiety yeah. and I'm all about calm well, and that's what I mean when you're rushing for a flight as well yeah like, hopefully usually I just go to like Weber spoons and I've, my allergies are nuts so I just grab a fungus or something but so there's been times where I think last time I went to Croatia I was like panicking because then I knew it was going to be like a long flight and I hadn't like eaten anything in the morning and I was like I've got to eat something yeah so I think and then I went to M&S and Boots or whoever just trying to find the plane sandwich but even then like it puts you on edge because obviously to charge you what did happen to Natasha like and obviously she same situation really you're just rushing to get get on the plane and you grab a sandwich and you check the label and thinking it's gonna yeah. be safe like, and it's a shame because we shouldn't feel like we shouldn't have to feel like that we should feel confident in in what we're, we're buying um but um I mean that's where Natasha's law is fantastic that that gives people that extra reassurance and confidence but um but yeah just for me like in the past knowing that I've kind of prepared it um and knowing exactly what's in it I just get that extra peace of mind I was gonna ask like do you wipe down like the, the surface then I do indeed plane, like, oh yeah I've never done this before and then you should yeah I did that whole like Instagram I remember pose, yeah it really no it really scared me I literally like fell asleep put kind of like you know the airline you've got the trays put the tray down yeah where my like head's like between my arms literally woke up and it was literally about half an hour 40 minutes before we was going to land with like one hive on my arm and I kind of turned around to my girlfriend and I was like oh shit like what like where's this come from and I was like I'm not eating anything then literally like within like minutes like my, my whole arm was like covering That's hives so scary. And it, honestly like really really like sh yeah. shook me up I've never felt that sh shook up in a long time and I went to the back of the plane and luckily like she had allergies as well 
And I was really honest in, on the post. So I was like, I didn't have my antihistamine with me. I had my EpiPens with me, but I didn't have the antihistamine because I was just in such a rush in the morning. And obviously it was the whole COVID and yeah. I knew I had to do a test. And then we got Thinking to the about ep- COVID plus allergies is a lot as well. A bit overwhelming, yeah. isn't it? Because I remember getting to the flight as well. And, and um, there was literally like, oh, you've not filled out this form. You need to book this a test before you get back to England. And yeah, it's a lot a bit, to manage. But yeah. I think I think when when I w- watched that post, I did really feel for you, and I think you beat yourself up quite a lot about it. And bit, I think yeah. it's really important not to because all these things that I'm sharing with you, I wasn't like this. I wasn't as prepared my whole life. It's because every time I travel, I learn something new. So I never used to um, wipe down my seat, but then I learned um why you should and like you know I think I went on a plane and there was like something that I didn't know if it was nuts or it was like crumbs or whatever and then that made me think I should wipe down my seat so what I actually do is um pre-board so with a nut allergy or any allergy you're allowed to pre-board so that you've got extra time to wipe down your seat so you just make them aware beforehand yeah it does do you take... ring up or is it all no no I you? just I just tell them um um, I do ring up to tell them about my allergy, but in in from experience, I get to the desk to check in and it's not on the thing. And then they actually, what they did um, the last couple of times is they print me a new boarding card um, when I check in and it actually says nut allergy on the boarding card. Um, so that's like an extra bit of, uh, makes it feel more like taken care of, I guess. But but yeah, but I wiped down the seat. It, t- it did take me longer to wipe down the seat in business. It was, I was sweating. <laughs> like, no, not that I'm complaining. There's a difference in business classes. Literally like where the, it's like declines and it's like a, a Yeah, bed. this was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was also like a little COVID safe pod, to be honest, because it had a little door and, um, but I was, I was wiping down everything. Um, but what's funny now is because everyone's wiping everything down, I'm not the odd one out. Yeah, so in the past, like now, yeah. yeah, I used to have people stare at me and I just, I don't care. I just stare right back. Like, yeah, wiping my seat. And they've probably, think it's germs but um sometimes I, I use that as an opportunity to educate people yeah. um and then the other thing I do as well is um I mean as soon as I step foot on the plane I, I tell the flight attendants but then as people come on um I mean I'm a friendly person anyway I chat to people but I'll sort of start a conversation and then I say oh just so you know I'm, I've got a really serious nut allergy you haven't got any nuts today have you that yeah. sort of thing when I was coming back from Croatia the the whole announcement and there was like and you could hear some girls talking about it but I couldn't exactly hear what they were saying but it put me a bit on edge about your like, allergy yeah there was the mention about nuts um and I, I don't know what exactly what was said now but I remember I, I actually got up and turned around to him and was like oh I've I'm, done that I'm the one it's with the me. allergy and I was like <laughs> I just want to make you aware I, I obviously heard you talking about it it's very very serious and yeah, just to make sure not to eat nuts and honestly I think there was a bit took back a little bit and I was like oh no 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 it's fine it's fine we're definitely not gonna eat nuts yeah. but I think it's just like just being like that's when, the right when thing you hear to do. someone yeah because that's what i mean they could be joking about it and be like oh i'm gonna eat this nut bar but then you don't know so it's always best to address them yeah and i, th- I think when you did spot on and it's also i try i approach things with um i'm very calm and i'll be very nice and i come from like an educational point of view and i don't yeah. expect everyone to understand but once i've told them this is what it is then i do expect yeah, them to yeah, put yeah. the nuts away that's right because i've been on a train before where like someone turned around and was like well can I, can I not just eat this? And I was like, well, no. I was like, you can kill me. Like, you literally like sat behind me and she was like, well, can you move somewhere else? I was like, no. Why should I? I was, yeah, I was like, no. And I was like, it's a pop train. I was like, I mean, I was just really serious. I was like, if you eat that, you could potentially kill me. And you have to like address it in such a like assertive way where they kind of turn around and then understand it. But I used to really yeah. struggle with that though. Like in those situations, even when people were nice, I'd, I'd feel very, um, 
I don't know the word like I guess maybe a bit insecure about it um and I used to sort of worry about it after like oh should I've said that was that did I look weird yeah. or and I, I really don't have that anymore I'm such an yeah so am I but yeah. with the allergy thing now like I think it's just about owning it and it, it's your life at the end of the day and I think having the community on Instagram where there's so many other people um makes you really feel like it's not just you it's quite apparent as well yeah all these people with allergies and I think like everyone kind of sharing their experience and, and helping each other as well. And like, you know what, like we've all got these allergies, but we can still live a normal life. And obviously just gives each other's confidence as well, which I think is Absolutely, yeah. So I really wanted to ask you about obviously Canada. Obviously I want to ask you about obviously your experience there. I know you met up with Amanda, which we'll kind of get to as well. But yeah, how was your experience going to Canada with an yeah so um yeah as I mentioned like I'm half Canadian so I've been to Canada like I don't know over 10 times since I was a baby so it's home from home and I think after the pandemic as well like I was so desperate to go and see my family I've got more family there than I do in England and friends as well so uh, yeah I don't I never have the worry of um, my allergies in Canada um they're probably like one of the best countries for it um and the hotel we stayed at the four seasons and they were like absolutely fantastic and I spoke to them like extensively before and they were getting everything ready so I had like no worries really about food on the trip so how was four seasons I know we did this whole post where you kind of spoke about your experience at four seasons and a satellite kitchen which yeah. I knew nothing about I think it surprised a lot of people in the community can we can we talk about the satellite kitchen it I'm excited so, about this yeah do you know what so I I rung them before um before we went out there and um I spoke to the food director um and he basically was like so yeah um you know and I was I was going like oh, I'm really allergic and I, you know it has to be all completely separate no cross-contamination and he was just sort of like yep like totally get it we deal with this a lot and we actually have um for a small fee I mean I think it was like 20 quid extra a day or something and if you think about what you'd pay for it might have been a bit more I'm not sure that peace of mind as well but who like, cares yeah, yeah. yeah and like you know if you can afford it then it is for, for peace of mind and I think to add on breakfast the next day was like 50 quid so although I'd still be paying for breakfast it was a bit of a, a no-brainer just to not have to worry at all um was you aware about the satellite kitchen no no that? so he basically said to me on the phone um so we've got this this service and and um you know we'll set up um a kitchen on its its own floor and it was just for me so uh, the only food that came out of it was prepared by um the chef um so the chef was working in other kitchens but there was no chance of of cross contamination because everything no matter where I was in the hotel if I wanted room service or I was in a restaurant everything came out of this single kitchen um so they could 100% guarantee it so on the phone that the, the food director said to me oh would would that be was that is that okay and I was like yeah like so that's is it a amazing. separate part of the kitchen is it an actual separate kitchen is it well from how he described it I mean I didn't see it but it's like it's a separate yeah it's on its own floor it's just its own separate kitchen I guess that they must reserve for people with allergies um yeah, yeah so then and then on the first night we got there and um my brother who lives over there and, and my sister-in-law um we all went for dinner um just in the hotel and the chef came down and I spoke about this recently on on a recent post but he came down I didn't have to say anything about my allergies he was just like yep yeah, I know you, you've got um nut allergy and gluten and no avocado and all these other allergies that I have um 
and uh we've got the kitchen all set up um you know you'll be completely fine and um I, they even prepared my own menu for me that they printed with everything on it that I could eat as like a guide and I actually steered off the menu quite a lot um and we'd have a have a yeah chat about what I was going to eat but anyway he did this whole sort of speech about how um what they'd sort of prepared for me and at the end of it when he left obviously we were like thank you thank you my sister-in-law had welled up <laughs> oh <my laughs> because God. she was like that was the most fantastic thing like I've ever seen and it oh. was it was a bit emotional because it was just so nice to know that you're being taken care of and like to feel a bit spoiled as well you know like yeah. it was just nice um, so was this including desserts as well like could you um do you know what? That's so fun. I didn't even eat dessert. I ate so much. Um, they did have dessert on the menu. Yeah. yeah but um, I did I did eat dessert at a restaurant out, but I didn't there. Um, but yeah, not for any reason. I'm just not really a dessert person. I think from having allergies. Yeah, honestly, at the time it. I, I, I went out, um, went away obviously last weekend to the South, South World. I come, yeah. yeah. And um, my friends all like cut for me and like they was like down like we've been trying to find like nut free desserts and we couldn't find any. Like, yeah, it's hard. And I was like, oh, I'm fine with just ice cream. I was like, even I never eat desserts as well because there's always like that risk. Um, yeah. But I was going to say what, what you mentioned there, like I've had kind of had the same experience, but on cruise ships. So oh, every now really? and then like, my parents like go away on a cruise ship. So this is like going back like three, four years, but there's like, oh, Dan, like, do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, free holiday with a family. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they basically like went away and we was on this cruise ship and the same thing, like the head chef come over and was like, oh, so we heard you got allergies. Here's a separate allergy menu. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and they good brought out a, di a different menu for the night before. Oh, so wow. every time we got there, it's like, this is going to be, be the menu for tomorrow. Here's what's on the menu. Here's what you can have. And we'll make sure we'll cook it in a separate part of the kitchen. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. It just makes such a difference, especially when you're on holiday and you want to relax. But I, I've never done a cruise. I'd love to one day. So that's yeah. quite good to know that. Um, yeah, yeah, that I don't is know if okay. It's more, yeah, older people, like my parents love it. They're always like, oh, like, and they keep saying, oh, we want to do another one. They're like, do you want to come? I'm like, yeah, yeah because it's go. amazing with allergies. <laughs> yeah. But then I don't know. I feel like I'm used to being on a beach. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's amazing that I, I think it was. Um, celebrities of the seas or something i don't know and, and i know royal caribbean have been amazing with allergies as well but i feel like that's my best experience i've been on cruise ships so it's amazing to hear that you actually went to a hotel and they've got this like satellite kitchen where they can make sure that it's completely safe yeah and i also think um i don't know if anyone else can listening can relate to this but i think coming out of the pandemic where you've been in control of all your food you do lose a little bit of confidence yeah. when you go back out in the world again because then you're like oh I forgot about this like I've got to trust people to cook my food and just to have that experience and yeah and peace of mind as I've said it was it was fantastic really uh, very lucky and then you met Amanda as well I did yeah Everyday Allergen Free was I mean so how nice. was that because obviously like, I know she's absolutely massive obviously in the community and the, the work what she's done as well so how was it kind of meeting up with Amanda? I was so excited I mean yeah I'm so glad we got to meet her the trip was crazy because I went for a wedding and we were basically go 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 I had like one 10 minute nap on this whole trip so it was towards the end of the trip I was like I have to see Amanda and bless her she came to um to the hotel um and we yeah and we just sat outside and it's like meeting you today though you just because we've all connected and we obviously know we get on when you meet um in real life it just feels like you've met them before and like an old friend and and we just were chatting about kind of all things allergies and Canada and the wedding um yeah she's such a lovely person um but yeah just felt like I'd known her 
known her for ages. I know you said that to me before when you met me. Like, I feel like have I known you. You just go like, straight yeah. into it, don't you? Yeah, it feels but. quite natural when you see, because you see someone's face like all oh, the day or you see a piece of a post or a video. So when you actually meet them in person, it feels quite normal. Are you going to the LG Free From Show in Birmingham? I'm not. I was hoping to go to the one in London, but obviously it got yeah. uh, postponed. Um, but yeah, not the Birmingham one. Yeah, I can't, honestly, I can't wait because it's such a good experience. Because it's so weird when you see all these people like in person. And then, uh, sorry, you see them all on social media. Then when you actually like meet them in person, or yeah. sometimes like people be like, oh, like Dan, and then you like, and you look at him like, I, I know the face, but I, just, <laughs> I don't know from where. But yeah, no, it's amazing, obviously, to meet everyone in the community. Like. Yeah, and it's all it's cool as well. Like for me, starting it in the pandemic, where you couldn't actually go out and meet people, yeah. and then coming out of it and having like like actual like friends off the back of it is yeah. just amazing, really. Yeah, it's like to, to, to obviously meet people just like yourself who kind of go through yeah, the same Yeah, like I tell people yeah. in the community stuff, like I wouldn't, I haven't even told other people because you just know they get yeah. it. So you, there's no like small talk in the community, I find. You kind of just go straight in like, I've got this problem. Have you tried this? Yeah. Or like, you, you know, experienced just, this? Like, yeah, yeah, it's just really good. It's really open. I was going to ask you, obviously, how's dating been then with analogy? I think <laughs> from, I've always, for me personally, I've always spoken from a guy's point of view, but I obviously... From your point of view, how's it been um, obviously dating with an allergy and kind of bringing it up? Yeah, I mean, there's dating and there's relationships. I've had a few different experiences. Um, I mean, on a, if I'm dating someone new, um, I do always mention it before. I mean, I don't start a conversation with, um, you know, like I'm Jess, I've got an allergy, don't eat nuts. But What, within like the first like, few <laughs> yeah. seconds? Like, yeah, I've got an allergy <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, don't eat nuts. Um, but no, I do always mention it. But that's also, you know, I was saying to you about traveling. There's things that I do based on previous experiences. Yeah. There's times in the past where I've gone on a date, not mentioned it, and there's a little bowl of nuts on the table and it, it just throws it off I can't relax once that's happened you want edge then yeah yeah so yeah. I just now say it and also it's it's good for me to to sort of plant that seed and see how they respond and I actually prefer it um when they ask me questions rather than them just saying oh yeah no problem because um that shows an interest and, it, and it, I think as well like when they say oh yeah like no problem like that they probably don't take it as serious. Whereas like, if, if yeah, you mention you've got an allergy and they're like, oh, right, so what age did you find out? Like, Yeah, exactly. And, do you find that people, I always find that people are generally like really interested when they, they want to know like, when, how old were you when you found out? Like how you kind of manage it? Do you find that like, when you kind of bring it up in front of a stranger on a date? Yeah, like I will go into, I mean, I don't, I don't love to talk about it too much. So I think on a first date, I'll talk about it to a point. So just yeah. what they need to know for that date. Like, so I always say the nut allergy. I might not go into like, I'm allergic to avocado and cats. Like I won't go into that much depth. <laughs> Real off the whole yeah, list, like, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you um, see them go really silent. I just do yeah, like yeah. the life-threatening one to start off with. But, um, but yeah, I just tell them what they need to know. But I don't want it to dominate things because I don't want to be like the nut allergy girl sort of yeah. thing. So I'll, I'll talk about it and then I'll probably change the subject. But I also relate it to positive things. So I love cooking. Yeah. I cook from scratch all the time. I could do it for hours. And that's because of my allergy because... I, I mean, it's a lot better now, but you know, I've been gluten free for 10 years. There's some things that you just couldn't get. So if I can't get something, I won't admit defeat. I will make it myself and it might not be perfect, but uh, you know, so I, yeah. So sometimes I tie it into the fact that, oh, I love cooking and I actually love cooking because I have an allergy and I like to make things. Like, I do it yeah. kind of that way as well. Um, so yeah, so I always mention it before, but um, 
But yeah, relationships is another. I think sometimes when you say you've got an allergy, people don't always know what that means. So it's not just a case of not eating nuts. Um, There's a lifestyle element to it. So no, we can't just walk into this restaurant and sit down. I need to check it's safe. I can't just get on that flight. I need to do research. So it's also about finding someone who accepts that and supports you rather than seeing it as an inconvenience Um and who who's patient with that? You know, everyone's got something. I've I've got an yeah. allergy, and and um. And I think it's other CEO I really vulnerable. I I've always been like honest with my girlfriend, and like I've been in situations where she's like, "Oh, are you sure? I'm sure you'd be fine." I'm like, "No, no, I just don't want to eat there because it's just it's gonna, that gut feeling. It's just going like, to increase my anxiety." And I was like, "We're not going to have a good meal if I'm just like sat at the on table edge. Like, on edge." Yeah. And, um, I think the whole thing with what happened on the airline, even though she knew what. I went through it. I don't think she's seen it firsthand until on the plane when she's seen. Yeah, seeing like, it's very different. When you see it like firsthand and like someone's like worry like in their eyes and like, I was so scared. And I think it's the first time she's seen me that vulnerable. Like obviously she's seen my post and, and me eat out, but not to that extent. Especially on yeah. a plane. Like, I mean, it is, yeah, you can't get off. Like that's very scary. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I think for me, that was the scariest. I was going to say with Natasha's law, I've been asked a lot of times, um, whether kind of grab food on the go. Did you do that before Natasha's law? Like where you kind of grabbed a sandwich? Like, Um, I, I mean, again, cause I've got so many allergies. It, it does limit it a bit, um, for me with like the whole gluten thing. I, not really like there's I I never really go into cafes and that yeah. sort of thing um but I'd grab like M&S food but it's all pre-packaged pre-packaged with like yeah. the ingredients but so. I, I had did have experience like I mean a few years ago I think I was on um my lunch break and I was with a friend and we went into I don't know what the name of it was but just one of those little sandwich shops and my friend was horrified because um and this this is really where the benefit of Natasha's law comes in but uh, you know a few years ago it was just a sandwich and it said nothing on it and I was like how and you know my friend really actually stuck up for well not stuck up for me but was sort of speaking she was so shocked she said how can you serve this if you don't know what's in it and we asked the lady I wasn't going to buy it but I wanted to know what was in it right so we said can you get the ingredients they could not find the ingredients they could not tell us what was in this sandwich or any of the food and the reason sorry my friend was asking was because she would never eat nuts around me so she didn't want to buy anything that would put me at risk and that really was harrowing for me because you know there's people that would go in and I don't know maybe their their allergy is quite new and they don't have as much knowledge as I do with you know benefit of 15 years of having it and and as well I think we're more aware obviously like being in the community and about like people's different experiences where if you're not maybe in the community or you don't read the the news as often and you feel a bit like protective that oh this isn't going to happen to me and you're not told these things yeah before social media and I think like when I was growing up like I didn't deal with anxiety even when I went to university I think I was all right at uni as more as I've got older and I think it's like is it because it's in the news more yeah it's funny because I've I find like I don't like ignorance isn't bliss but like I I knew a lot less back then and I had a lot less anxiety around it whereas now like I know more and I think as time goes on more things have happened to me um and I've developed new allergies and you know um so yeah yeah it's a tricky one it's a really tricky one because I felt like me growing up like I never really dealt with like anxiety growing up as a kid and obviously your mum kind of takes some responsibility so that helps but even when I went to university I was always I was 100% aware about how serious it was because I remember like someone like 
cooking in the kitchen and like not clean up after themselves properly and me having to be like no like you need to make sure it's clean because if I'm going to use the same knife or the same chopping board then I want to reduce that risk of cross-contamination but I think it was more for me like and I kind of spoke about this in that post recently was when I was like researching allergies and writing allergy posts and I think because you go back to these experiences of like close calls and I'm very much like I think I wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit when I kind of share my experiences it's like I don't know like the emotions come back whereas like some people can talk about it and be like I know I'm the same this issue. happened to me yeah, I feel like, like, whereas, like sometimes again. like I talk about something and then the whole emotions come back of how I felt during that time kind of thing but yeah I think I think for me it's just like constantly reading about it and and it's always negative in it it's, there's very few kind of like positive allergy stories yeah like. yeah and you're, ne- you're never going to hear about those but I, I think the news I mean in general is important to kind of limit and and also in terms of like researching things like I yeah. think research is good but then I think it comes to a point where if you're doing it every day it's probably just going to yeah. feed that anxiety sort of thing and that's but. what I think is amazing obviously with the algae bubble like where, the way you talk about allergies is like number one it's personal and I think that's so important like because you resonate with it and I think there's some t- types of content I know everyone talks about it in their own way there's some content which doesn't always resonate with me but I think with yours it feels very personal or authentic but um, it's positive as well. And I think that's amazing, obviously, to kind of share them positive experiences to kind of show mums out there that you can still have. Like, yeah, absolutely. Have multiple allergies and still, like, like you said, go abroad or go to Canada or eat out. Or I mean, you, you, you're going out tonight, are you? After this podcast, you're going to a Soho house and I know they're amazing with allergies. Have you been there yeah. before? Um, I've not for eating I've been for drinks and um, Shoreditch House quite a lot but what what was actually I was saying this to my friend before I came because I I didn't actually I haven't actually read reviews on today which is something I always do but the reason I didn't was because um, I spoke to you because you ate there so I knew they were fine with nuts so that review for me is has more legs than anything Um, and then I have another friend who used to work there who is gluten free so for the gluten I went to him and he was like they're fantastic and I did read them and, and speak to them yeah. directly and they completely got it um so yeah that's another benefit of the community was sort of being able to speak to someone directly who's who's been there so i have like no anxiety Honestly, about that like, i had the probably the best experience in london was at soho house really it's oh, just, good to know it's a shame right the, the thing is it's a shame that it's a membership venue so if you don't know someone who's got a membership or you don't have a friend who, who goes there then obviously you can't just like walk in and eat there kind of thing but like when when I kind of told them about my nut allergy, he basically like put in a situation where it's like either I can tell the head chef or if you don't feel comfortable, I can get the head chef to come out and speak to you directly. But I trusted him. I was like, well, no, you put, I, I trust that you're going to make him aware. And there's like, there's no nuts in the kitchen. And like, I, like, you know, we mentioned before, like about desserts and I never eat desserts in restaurants. Do you eat dessert there? I eat every oh dessert. Oh my God. Oh, I'm I in for a treat I then. I literally ordered about four desserts. Really? So I said to my friends, this never happens. I'm going to order every dessert That's off amazing. the menu. I love that. So I, like, yeah, I had these not? like little like hedgehogs with, they had some oh inside God, so of, I, I don't can know. Eat, I can eat dessert then today. Please eat. Yeah, well, oh my God. Yeah. I wouldn't, honest. I wouldn't even, it wouldn't have entered my head. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I literally like eat every dessert because I was That's honestly so I was like this exciting. this is like never happens so yeah. I think I ordered like four desserts and my friends were looking at me but my friends get it they was like oh yeah let's let's order all of them and then we'll just share. I love that do you know what that's also like a positive of you know when you have allergies is really appreciating when you can eat things and you yeah. really appreciate that food and you're like super grateful for it I mean when I was in Canada there's a restaurant called the keg that I always go to and they are fantastic for allergies like 
like probably one of the best restaurants for it. And they said to me, you can eat creme brulee. And like, I've never had, I don't know what it tastes like, which might sound mad to some people. I'm like, I can't, I don't, can't even think of like what that would taste like. Um, and um, and I, I was really nervous about it and I knew it was fine. And yeah. they were so reassuring and told me exactly how it was made. And it was huge. And like, I, I loved it. It was so, such a I treat. Don't know what, what is it? <laughs> it's I'm like, really bad with desserts. I'm probably going to, someone's probably going to tell me I've said it wrong. I think it's like, it's like a custody thing. And then on the top, it's like, hard like sugar and then they get a blowtorch and it's like and you crack it and then I went to coat which um in England is like my absolute favorite um one of my favorite restaurants and I found out I can eat the creme brulee there so I had that last week and it's just like so exciting that I can eat dessert it's nice talking to someone that gets it because when I say it to other people it's like I could have dessert and they're like yeah they just don't get it yeah you don't understand very few times I think the best experience for me has been like it happens like once in a blue moon, but like you might treat yourself and go to like a really, really nice restaurant and you find like the best, the best experience has just been when, I don't know, I just feel like when they've got like a, a renowned chef, then he goes the extra lengths to yeah. kind of make sure that it's kind of like... Do you know what's interesting as well? Like it's not even... You, you don't even have to go to a nice restaurant or it, it doesn't matter if it's a chain or a nice restaurant. It's just all about their like training or whatever process they've got in place, isn't it? Because it's different for every restaurant as well, and I found like because I've got one of my like close friends from home, like he's worked in like small coffee kind of bars to like big coffee bars. You could say like Starbucks, for example, and he said like the bigger ones have like a framework in place for allergies, whereas he, he felt like with the small ones, like there's not like a framework or any kind of allergy training. But because he's both of his brothers have got allergies as well, he's so aware about the system of allergies, and obviously when. It, he's my best mate and like obviously he knows I've got a severe allergy as well so he's so clued up about it so he said a lot of time when he's working in the small kind of restaurant he just makes sure as he goes like the extra mile or even like he, he tries educating the staff members because there's not allergy training across the board for like every kind of establishment yeah. I was wondering obviously what advice would you give to younger self like living with allergies Yes, that's a really good question um probably I'd give myself quite a lot of advice I used to waste a lot of time um sort of worrying about what other people think um and I just think you know most people are worried about what's going on in their world and they're not really worried about the thing you said about your allergies a, a few days ago um and I think just kind of like being more confident and owning it and also looking at situations differently so sometimes you know if I'm in a situation where I need to bring up my allergies it's about bringing it up and uh, as a chance to educate others and in like a positive way um and I think the the main thing, I mean, I was so bad for this. I used to say sorry all the time about my allergies. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, sorry to be a pain or um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't open that bag of nuts. Um, and I think when you start off by saying sorry, sometimes it makes the other person, you know, subconsciously feel like you've got something to apologize for. And then you don't always get the response that you hope for. And then that kind of creates an awkward situation. So now I kind of, um, when I'm talking about my allergies I always say I'm very clear and polite and friendly about it um, but I, I didn't used to be like that and I think I used to waste yeah, a lot of time over apologizing and worrying and where's that come from is that come from age and as you got older you've just felt more confident to kind of embodied it and like like you said not always feel not obviously sat in the conversation saying sorry I've got allergy and rather kind of rephrasing it and be like oh no I've got an allergy can you make sure that it's I think it's as I've got older but also like I got to a point where I'm like it's like a light bulb. I'm like, why am I apologizing for something I can't control? Like no one should ever apologize for any chronic condition. 
that is out of their control like it makes no sense what you know you shouldn't have to apologize for that and I, I really don't want to like you know I hate the whole like turning 30 thing but I did turn 30 and genuinely just stopped caring um what people thought was more but the main thing has been starting my account um and that's something I didn't expect to get my account was all about um when I started I wanted to help others and um and um you know share my experiences and if and genuinely if I helped one person I know that sounds so cheesy but that was why I started it and the kind of happy accident from starting my account was the confidence it gave me by connecting with people like yourself and everyone else in the community and the responses that I've got so yeah that's probably been the main thing I think that's so important like even if it's just helping one person and like you said oh you could sound as cheesy it is but there's been there's been times where I've got to like just like pull myself back in and just be like, you know what, if it just helps one person, yeah. then, you know what I mean? And then it's made that's a difference. Why I, so, yeah. That's why I share. Um, and I think, yeah, like, cause I think like sometimes like, I don't know, like, I always overthink like, I think like recently I, I found that like, I think the bigger audience you get, the more you overthink what type of content you put out. Yeah. And it drives me, honestly, it's been driving me insane like the last like couple of months. Cause I just feel like there's a pressure which is there, which wasn't before, which yeah, is as weird as it sounds. More, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I don't like, want to upset people, but then again, I'm like, well, this is my experience, and like, you can't please everyone all the time. But there's a couple times I've posted things, and I've got a few messages back, and they've actually interpreted it differently from what I meant. And then that's yeah, and that's when I started sort of thinking, oh god, there's actually people here, and like even like, I mean, I did change to, briefly to a creator account on instagram yeah. and it made it feel so serious i didn't i like that it's like my little community yeah because i remember we've kind of spoke about this off camera and like yeah because it's weird then it gets that's giving you like insights and like you know you're like oh no i'm just doing this because i'm passionate about it and yeah exactly like telling you what time to post and that kind of stuff but yeah i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast if anyone wants to kind of follow you on kind of instagram your instagram handle is it Allergy bubble. bubble. Allergy yeah. bubble, yeah. Where did that name come about, by the way? <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I just thought, thought of it because sometimes I feel like like I should live in a little bubble because yeah. <laughs> I have so many allergies. It's so interesting it's when you go through like, bubble. the different accounts because everyone's got all the like the different like names and it stuff. It was hard like, to yeah. think of a name though. I didn't know your first name for, for months. No, no one did. I did a poll on my account that was like, do you, does it, do you know what my first name is? And like half the people were like, nope. <laughs> so funny. You should have done a poll like, what do you think my name is? I'm like, telling oh, yeah, everyone yeah. all about my health and my life. But I didn't actually say what my name was. That's <laughs> mad, isn't it? Because that's what I mean. Like, because sometimes like, I know people just buy like their actual like, handle, but not their actual their first name. name. And then you feel really rude if you meet them in person. You're like, oh, you're the person from this account. But yeah, what's your name? name? But no, thanks for having me on though. Like, it's it's amazing. And um, I was saying to you like off camera earlier, I can't believe I started my account a year ago. So nervous to start it and not knowing the response I'd got. And now to be like chatting about these things yeah. on a podcast and, and to meet yourself as well because we yeah. wouldn't have met if you obviously didn't yeah, set up amazing. the Alger page as well so yeah it's amazing to kind of reach out to yourself and like we were saying before I think off camera like I really resonated with your type of content and I know we did the Instagram live which went really well so far it'd be great to obviously meet up with you in person and hopefully everyone kind of really resonates with this podcast and yeah excited to kind of share it so yeah it'll be out on Spotify iTunes and yeah, beyond clips on YouTube as well. Amazing. As well as but yeah, thank you. Cool, thanks. Bye.